very well welcome this morning again to another live session to of our Porter's Gate live broadcast. My name is Isaiah Phillips Akintola. Welcome. Sorry, I'm a bit late this morning. Uh, just trying to get some things um, ready here to make the broadcast a bit more easier. Well, this morning I will be looking into a different direction in regards to um, the Ministry of Prayer. For a while now, we've been dealing with some very important concepts regarding how to pray, what prayer is, what are the things that you know are required and needed in the place of effective prayer. And uh, I, I think to some degree we have, you know, uh, um, exhausted uh, um, some basic principle that will at least allow us to begin to understand what it what what is required of us in the place of uh spiritual excuse me spiritual engagement right uh i'm sure by now you understand that prayer is beyond just uh, um a request that we present before the lord in terms of our personal need as much as that is very important but we've been able to establish that prayer all right is a journey is an offering of our life to the very intentions and desires of God. We've been able to define prayer as, you know, the, 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 the coming into the very will of God for our life. Right? And I remember uh, just a few uh, last sessions we did, we looked at the concept of uh, Philippians, uh, Philippians chapter 2, verse 13, that says, it is the Lord that is at work in us both to will and to do. Thank you, Brother Gregory, for joining. All right. That it's the Lord that is at work in us both to will and to do of his good pleasure. All right. And we 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 further explain that if we come into the, the, the knowledge of the, 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 the will of God in terms of his pleasure, all right, that God has a pleasure for us. All right. God wants to take delight, he takes delight in us, and he wants to bring us to a point, a place where our life becomes, you know, a, a um meaningful and 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 you know resourceful in terms of we living for him and bringing our life to that point where we become an extension of of his will and of his counsel and purpose in the earth that he supplies our, all our needs right that because he's a father and he wants us to have everything that we need or right, at for our own you know uh, uh, benefit in terms of you know, spiritual, physical, material, financial, whatever it is that we need, all right? As as a father, because we understand him as a father, we know that he meets all our needs. But beyond that, we said, prayer is, first of all, having that understanding or a revelation, if you will, that God is our father. And that position of him being our father changes the entire scope of our engagement with him. And how we see ourselves and even the world around us. So the fact that we are praying and certain needs are, are, are still there, you know, glaring at us as if they are not made doesn't mean that right, God has forgotten or God is not listening or he doesn't want to answer our prayer. I remember, you know, uh, uh, the two sessions we did before I said. When God wants to meet a need, all right, he considers every other thing that's, uh, that must be in place, okay, for that need 
to come into fruition or for him to answer you know that 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 request okay so god is not a wicked god he he wants to meet every in fact when we pray he he, he hears our prayer and he answers our prayer but his ways of responding to our prayer to the answers of our prayer is what differs and if if we don't understand that we will continue to you know uh, uh um you know, live in unbelief or even in disappointment because we are not seeing, all right, the the expected results. We are not seeing, all right, the 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 result of what we want to see. All right, we we, we have our we have our own expectation. All right, every everyone who prays have certain expectation of how their prayer should be met, how God should meet their you know should meet their need. But if God refused to show up, all right, from that preconceived idea of how we define and determine an answered prayer then we get discouraged we get you know uh, 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 yeah we, we, we refuse to pray and we go do our own thing but that's not how you know God works and therefore we, we've been able to establish all right that prayer is developing a relationship with God once you understand how God interacts with you or how you interact with him all right and you allow him to guide and to lead you via his spirit very soon you begin to realize that amen he meets all your needs in fact he, the Bible says he will do beyond your imagination and expectation Therefore, we must have that trust. We must have that belief. We must have faith in God. Our heart must be fully committed and fully aligned to his will, to his counsel, and to his purpose. All right? And, and we went further also to explain that in the place of prayer, we cannot, we cannot bring flesh there. All right? We cannot come with our own, you know, carnal, you know, sense of, you know, de- you know, dealing with the things of God, we we can we can do that. That if we're coming to pray, then we are ready, all right, to surrender and submit ourselves completely, all right, to the wisdom of God, to the to the will of God, to the counsel of God. And uh, you will notice this morning, I also posted on my on my timeline those ten points that I you know uh, spoke about some time ago. All right, those are the basic things that we need when we say we are engaging God. All right, like now I'm talking to you. We're com- we are in the we're we're in a conversation. We're in that dimension of a prayer life. We're 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 in a prayer community. In this prayer community, all right, there there is there, you know there are things we need to do. There are things we need to offer. We need to bring. All right, when we come before the Lord, when we come before the throne of God, when we come before the presence of God, there is an attitude. There is an heart. We can't come with unbelief. We can't come with that. You can't come to the place of prayer, amen, doubting and being proudful and be hateful and be, you know, unforgiving. And, you know, all these things that are there that we hold on to, those things, the Bible says, they hinder our prayer. So basic things we need to know, we need to understand, all right, before even we begin to talk about, you know, we talking to God and God, you know, answering our prayer. We need to have those solid spiritual foundation in our life, all right, because the place of prayer is the place of saying, God, not my will, but your will be done. Remember that the the, 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 the the footing of effective prayer is that the kingdom of God comes into our life, all right? Is that his will be established in everything we do. Is that his counsel, amen, be made manifest. Is that we live our life in a dimension, in a reality where, amen, the, the, the will of God finds expression in us and through us. That there is no one area of our life that we are holding on to that we say okay this is this is me I'm keeping on to this but that aspect I will give to God let me give to God 70% of myself or maybe even 90.9% 90, 90. and let me just keep that 1% 
that is not accepted when it comes to the place of prayer. Every aspect of your life must be laid on the altar. I remember sharing on the concept of our life being a burnt offering. We've got to come to a point where we lay down our life, all right, on the altar and allow the fire of God, amen, to consume. That con- that cons- that consummation or that, you know, uh, 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 yes, that process of us being consumed, being offered as an offering to God, amen, is a place of total yieldedness, total surrender, total, com- com- you know, com- commitment to the ways of God, to the will of God, to the counsel of God, that no one aspect of our life, amen, is is left on unrefined, amen, is left, amen, unprepared. And that and to me that is very, very you know important and vital as we deal with the whole concept of prayer. Now I've laid this foundation this morning, all right. I've laid this foundation basically this found excuse me. I have you know uh, kind of recap this foundations that we've dealt with before all right basically to just give us you know and you know an awakening again of the things that we have dealt with because um hopefully by from today tomorrow hopefully we'll begin to deal with some other aspect all right you know uh, um somebody asked me some, some time ago what is the difference between prayer and intercession and things like that and uh, so i i i i, I I'm going to be dealing with some other aspects of, of prayer because we want to be fully furnished. We want to be fully informed. We want to be prepared. We want to be ready. We want to be equipped, all right, when it deals with the concept of prayer. We want our life, amen, to be, to be, to be well, you know, nourished in the things of the Spirit so that when God begins to introduce us to the next reality of his will and his purpose for our life, we are ready. So basically what I'm doing is, amen, I'm like a like a teacher in a classroom preparing you for that ex- examination, preparing you for that next, you know, uh, 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 you know, job, whatever it is. You've got to be ready. This is this is more like, you know, a, an orientation class. We are being prepared. We are being prepared for something that is coming. We're talking about the coming of the kingdom of God. It says, repent, the kingdom of God is near you. All right. We're in a day of the nearness of the kingdom. And in that in that concept, in that day of the nearness, of the kingdom there is a lifestyle there's an attitude there's a belief system that we've got to wear there's a mindset that we've got to have all right everything that deals with our old dimension of life not necessarily sin but whatever it is that deals with our old dimension of how we approach god the things of the spirit all right that may not be you know a, a, a suffice already in the new in the new reality in the new emphasis of the spirit we've got to let them go we've got to leave them behind they, they must become the footing of the next you know a, a, a step we take in the things of the spirit because what we're doing is we are we are moving up we are going up we are going to the next realm we're coming to the next reality excuse me, of God's intention, of God's plan for our life, for our family, for our community. We don't want to be, you know, lay back and lay, you know, lay down by the burdens of yesterday or even by the success of yesterday. Sometimes what, what keeps us back from advancing, amen, is not really the failure, but the success that we have built comes around. And therefore it becomes too uh, 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 difficult for us to, you know, to see the next thing that God wants to do in our life. All right? and, and to me, that is something that we need to do with because that's a poverty spirit a poverty spirit is what you know uh, 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 all right that you know is, is that is that dimension where you, you know you want to gather for for tomorrow when god says just gather enough for today all right tomorrow i will supply your needs no the children of israel they decide no let's let's also gather so when you try to gather that which 
uh, uh, is not required for the next dimension of God for your life. It, the Bible says they become, you know, uh, 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 warm. So we've got to understand what the Spirit of the Lord is doing. That concept of trust, you know, belief and journey in faith and moving, pressing into the realities of the Spirit is so vital. We cannot afford amen, to, you know, to, to look back or to be distracted or to be weighed down or by, you know, people's opinions and beliefs and even, you know, our, our past or success. All right. Um, today, I want to deal with, you know, prayer that prepares us for, you know, the coming, the realities of the kingdom of God. You understand that Christ's heart, the mind of our Lord Jesus, amen, is, is all designed by, you know, the manifestation of the kingdom of his father. He came here, amen, to establish Amen. The realities of the kingdom. In fact, he came to reawaken. He came to bring us back to that order where our life can begin to flow back into amen, the, the dimensions of the kingdom of God. The Bible says, it says, repent. Paul, you, know, you know, Peter says, repent for the kingdom of God is near you. So, so as we begin to understand that the heart of Christ, not just in prayer, but in every dimension of our spiritual existence, amen, is about us coming into the life of the kingdom. All right. So when we talk about the kingdom age, we're not just talking about, you know, the millennial reign as much as that will be the final point amen, of our arrival into the into the into the reality, into the full manif manifest life of the kingdom of God. When Christ finally come amen, in human flesh amen, and we, we sit with him and we reign with him amen, and cities and nations are given to us amen, to, you know, to, you know, to, you know, to administrate. But before that becomes, you know, a reality in the millennial realms of Christ, we've got to understand that the kingdom, remember that the kingdom of God has been coming right from the day that Adam fell, amen, and sinned. The, the, the principles of the redemption of God, the more Christ brings us to the nearness of a, a redemption, the more we enter into the life of amen of, of, of the kingdom. Because when Adam fell, what he lost was not just a relationship with God. He also lo lost that environment, amen, that is designed, amen, in the kingdom. No wonder the scripture said that except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And except a man be born of the water and of the spirit, he cannot what? enter the kingdom of God. So these two dimensions are very important. That the fact that we have seen the kingdom and we, we appreciate it and we talk about it and we sing about it and we, you know, uh, uh, you know all the things we do. We, 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 we've perfected the act of talking about the kingdom. But we are, we, are, we, are, we, are, we are still far from the kingdom because we have not really given God the kind of lifestyle, amen, that allows us to begin to enter. All right, we're born again. We've seen it. All right, and that is the first dimension of the prophetic, where your eyes of understanding, all right, is being enlightened. You can see things, and as you see, you sometimes you give description, and sometimes your description may sound accurate. But guess what? Because you have not entered, therefore you do not have, you know, a first-hand experience of what God is saying or what God is requiring required of you. And therefore you you're there, but you're seeing it, but you have not touched it. They say the things that we have touched. They say the things that we have seen they say the things that our hands have handled so we want to come into that contact into that reality where our life becomes the very expression amen of the very intentions of god regarding his kingdom 
Alright? So, so prayer begins to prepare us. Prayer is a point, is a place where we get prepared to enter into the, into the nymphos, into the realities of the kingdom. And for us to begin to talk about that, then, then the dynamics of our prayer, the dynamics of our understanding in terms of the things of the Spirit has to change. We cannot be talking about we coming into the day of the Lord, into the day of the kingdom of God, and we're still boggled down by, you know, petty little, you know, issues here and there that's not going to happen that is not going to happen you will you will you will live in that first day in that outer dimension of seeing the kingdom but you will not gain access into the kingdom because when you begin to talk about coming into the kingdom of god then certain things about our life about our preference our desire amen our belief system must give way the kingdom earlier is a is a realm where you know certain authority and value system culture philosophy must apply or else you are not member of that kingdom so it's important that we understand this. The, 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 the prayer is your kingdom come, your will be done on earth. So we're seeing the prayer, amen, wants to bring us to a point where we superimpose, amen, the will of God, the counsel of God upon the earth. But guess what? Earth begins from you and I. Earth begins from you and I. We are the gateway to earth, all right? If God is going to do anything in the earth, it has to come through us because we are the we 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 are the channel, we are the instrument, we are the portal, we are the gate, amen. That bridges heaven and earth, amen. That's why we give our heart to the Lord. When you give your heart to the Lord, you become a gate. If God wants to do anything in the earth, it has to come through your life, amen. It has to come through your life, it has to come through your home, it has to come through your family. When God wants to change, you know, the order of his, his redemptive program in the earth, amen. He asks the man that he found in the earth by the name Noah is a golden ark. The ark became the conduit. The ark became the channel. The ark became the portal amen of the movement of God to the next dimension of God's prophetic counsel for the earth. So these are things that we've got to understand. Thank you sir. These are things we've got to understand in terms of we saying we're coming to the concept of kingdom centered prayer. Now a kingdom centered prayer alright by, by, by virtue amen is, is, is one that is designed designed by the spirit of intercession now you will notice that in in the in fact in most of the sessions we've done in the past close to you know 40 sessions all right because i mean i've been tracking them all right we've done close to 40 sessions on prayer you will notice that i hardly talk about intercession and the reason for that is because i want us to understand all right there's a fine line between prayer and intercession but there's a big difference all right there's a big difference all right we've got to understand that once we have a strong solid foundation of what prayer is that we are not presuming that we are not assuming all right that our prayer is not as is not a definition of what somebody said or what we read or how we saw people pray all right that our prayer amen, was born or has been birthed from a position of our relationship with god because indeed that is what prayer is all right when you when when your prayer life is born out of you know uh, you know an intimate relationship with god then god begins to trust your spirit not my word god begins to trust your spirit it begins to commit the Bible says when the master was about to leave, amen, he calls his servant and he gave them talents, 
Alright? He gave them talent. He said, go do business till I come. Go transact business till I come. Guess what? We have been giving certain talents and grace and, and resource, amen, to, to, you know, to engage in the business of, 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 of the kingdom in, in, in terms of, you know, bringing souls back into the kingdom, in terms of, you know, bringing the will of God to bear in the earth. Alright? And the Bible says one person took his own and because they gave him one talent, alright? He took his, he took his talent and he, and he went to bury it. He said, he said, he said, that now this this man is a shrewd guy he likes to reap where he has not sown so he went to bury his talent he never he never put him into use that which he's been given the grace and the gift of god in his life was never hallelujah uh, 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 you know used to, to to bring to bring transformation to society he hide it he, he went to bury it and, and you know what he did about it he went to bury it uh, you, you know what what the lord showed me about that is that he buried it because he was fleshy the bible says he buried it where, where do you bury things you bury it in the ground flesh he buried it under the flesh. He could not. He could not see amen, the value in that which God has given to him as as something that can change life, as something that can transform other people's life. Now that is very important when it comes to prayer because one of the one of the understanding that I have about prayer is that when I begin to pray, I begin to change not just my own life, not just my family, but my environment. That becomes you know uh, 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 you know an important part of my own life. A revelation that I need to pray because if I pray. Something happens beyond my comprehension. You see, this guy was judging the things of God based on his own idea. And that's how, you know, a lot of people today, unfortunately, have, have, have reduced the things of God to, we reduce the things of God to our own idea, to our own, you know, per, you know, beliefs, to our own perception, to our own value. Okay, if it doesn't go my way, then, then I'm not going to do it that way. Then if it doesn't sound the way I want it to sound, then I'm going to move away. You see, God doesn't operate that way. When God gives you a a gift or he gives you something amen that 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 deals with amen the, the advancement of his of his will and of his purpose in the earth it is your responsibility to put that thing to work it could be a talent it could be a gift whatever it is amen but but what but whatever gift god has given to you always start in the place of prayer like i said some time ago the fact that i'm here doing what i'm doing today is because amen i i responded amen to a vision in the place of prayer and and that response okay of a vision in the place of prayer took me to live where I where I was to this point in time you see when we pray in accordance to the mind of God in accordance to the will of God there is always progress about the things of God there is always progress around amen the the, the, the will of God in the earth our life is the conduit our life is the expression of the advancement of the kingdom of God in the earth when we pray and we respond in obedience to the answer of god in prayer we change life we change society we change community so this guy went to bury his talent because he was comparing himself with others the bible says foolish are they who compare themselves with themselves he said no why should this man give me one talent why he gave that one three he gave the now he gave you what he gave you based on your faith amen they said be it done unto you according to your faith all right. The, the issue and the excuse is not the measure of faith. The issue is that you did not apply. You did not put to work. Amen. You did not invest. What I'm doing right now is an investment. You know, when I was in Bible school, 1991, the Lord told me, your prayer is an investment into the future. Your prayer is an investment into the future. Your prayer is an investment. So that understanding, hallelujah, propelled me to begin to pray. I began to pray for nations. I began to pray for people. I began to pray for the church. I began to pray for the, you know, 
for community. And it's from there God now began to commit into my hands, all right, you know, uh, 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 what you will call the mysteries of the kingdom, the keys of the kingdom, which we're going to talk about sometime. You know, as we continue to deal with this, you know, uh, uh, concept of, you know, engaging, amen, in, 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 in the prayer of the kingdom, we are entering the kingdom age, all right? We are coming into the kingdom age. And so what then happened to the church age? Well, the church age is, ro- is rolling up. God, God is closing, amen, the church age. Why is God closing the church age? Because the church age basically is to bring us to a place of maturity. Amen. The church age is an age where we are being developed. We're being equipped. Amen. We're, we're being, we're being groomed to come into Remember that except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Amen. So, so first of all, our engagement about life and about the things of the spirit is about the kingdom of God. All right. Why? Because there is a kingdom that, you know, we, 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 are, we are against. Why? Because there is a kingdom we are living. Listen to this. There are two dimensions of life. There are two dimensions of life, regardless of, you know, what is being what is being done regardless of who who is being you know uh, 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 who who is at the end of affairs regardless of what is being carried out there are two dimensions all right of life and these two dimensions are designed by two kingdoms the kingdom of god and the kingdom of darkness there are no in-betweens there are no in-betweens is either you're migrating to the kingdom of God or you are in the kingdom of darkness. Now, remember, these two operate by a value system. These two operate by a, you know, a, a defined you know, culture. These two operate by a system. <clears throat> so while somebody may sound nice and look nice and, and, and the, the values on the face value may, may look, wow, nice. But guess what? Beneath that so-called niceness is an operating system called darkness. Darkness is a system. And the Bible talk about, you know, the, the, the prince of this world, amen, governing and ruling the people of the world. If you are living in disobedience, the Bible says you are under the spirit, amen, of disobedience. You're under the influence of darkness, amen. If you walk in light and you allow the values of Christ to rule and reign in your life, guess what, amen? You are either gravitating towards, you know, the kingdom of light or you're in the kingdom of light. So we've got to understand this too, that there are no in-betweens. It's either we're doing it in accordance to the values of the kingdom or we are against Amen. The principles of the kingdom. There are two kingdoms, amen, defining how we live life. The kingdom of God and the kingdom of darkness. The kingdom of darkness basically is the spirit of disobedience. All right. I don't want to just limit it to Satan. Yes, it is Satan that makes people do things, do crazy things. But guess what? It is disobedience. Obedience, amen, is the is the key to the kingdom of God. Obedience, amen. If you if you repent, you 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 walk in redemption, amen. The Bible says you will see the kingdom. And as you begin to see the kingdom, you begin to do what? You begin to enter. Now, what am I saying? I'm saying that even the coming into the life, into the into the scope, into the culture of the kingdom begins with a prayer life. That there's a kind of a prayer you pray, amen, that is no longer about you. You see, all we've been dealing with in, in for a while is basically to help us to understand that when we begin to pray, there are things that God wants to deal with in our life. And the reason why we have been sharing on that is basically to begin to prepare us for the next phase of our spiritual engagement. Because what we're 
dealing with, what we're talking about, amen, is a concept of spiritual development, is a concept of spiritual engagement. If you ask me, this is more like a prayer school. This is a school of the spirit where you are being prepped, you are being developed, you are being equipped, amen, you are being informed, you are being transformed, you are being reformed, you are being restored to an order where your life, amen, now stand in perfect alignment, amen, to what is what is defined as righteousness, amen. Righteousness is a standing before God, but not just a standing before God, it's a position of standing between heaven and earth. There's a connection that your life becomes that ladder of Jacob, amen. There's a connection. Heaven can flow down, amen. You become that conduit, you become that flow, you become that portal, amen. So, so once you understand that, then heaven then begins to commit certain things in into, into your life, into your hands. Now, the mysteries of the kingdom are not given to everybody. Mm-mm. Let's let's let, let's 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 read one or two scripture. Let me start by reading uh, um, several things I like to read. <clears throat> Hallelujah. I've got several scripture here, but I, I really don't want to jump ahead of my. Maybe I should start from Luke chapter. Now let's start from Matthew chapter sixteen. That that's a that's a more um, general scripture. Let's start from there. Remember today, I'm basically laying a foundation for us. We're going to look at Matthew chapter 16, and I'm going to read from verse 13. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, remember we're dealing with kingdom now, right? So when we're dealing with kingdom now, we begin to deal with systems. We begin to deal with cities. We begin to deal with communities. We begin to deal with entities. We begin to deal with high places. We begin to deal with principality. We begin to deal with forces. We begin to deal with dimensions of, of life. Amen. Both from the realities of the kingdom of God and from the kingdom of darkness. All right. Now, so this gives us an idea of what we will be looking into. Now, when we say, all right, kingdom age prayer, we're dealing with amen, a dimension of you know the kingdom age kind of prayer with and so this is basically dealing with the spirit of intercession all right we're going to be talking about intercession what does it mean to be an intercessor what does it mean amen to have an intercessory spirit all right you cannot have an intercessory spirit if you don't have a solid foundation of a personal prayer life okay remember god does his things on precepts principle here precept upon precept line upon line a little here a little there all right god is not arbitrary in his ways in his acts god doesn't do things randomly all right god is not move and say okay let me just move okay let's just shake things no 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 everything has to be done in accordance to divine order if you don't if you don't if you don't get the first day right okay you will be left there to have a, a clear understanding. You see, because everything is built on each other. Everything about the things of the spirit, amen, are built 
on each other layer upon layer. If, if the first layer is inaccurate, it will be difficult to engage the second layer. And therefore, if you try to build on that, it, it, everything crumbles. And that's why you find people after three, four years, they've journeyed with God. Suddenly, they collapse and you wonder what happened. You know, you build the house, you build the house, you build the house and it's got into the roof and everything is looking nice. And just one little wind from nowhere comes and the whole house collapses. The entire life of the person collapses. The person's emotion collapses. Suddenly the person went into depression and rejection and, and fear and doubt and disbelief and unbelief. And you wonder, but... What happened to you? You've been running for these two years and you, you, the things you were saying actually sound, you know, kingdom. You sound as somebody who has been prepped, who has been prepared, who has been taught, who has been, you know, uh, 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 equipped for this, for this thing that you're carrying. No. You see, it's, it's all make-believe. It's all show. And we can put up a show. We can put up a show about, you know, the things of God. You know, it's so fashionable today for us to, you know, come with ideas. It's so easy for people to get brainwave. Oh, let's start our own prayer this. Let's start our own church. Let's start our own ministry. Oh, God is calling me. God, we can run with zeal. But zeal without the knowledge of the spirit and, and the constraints of the spirit, all right, will only lead to disaster. So, so we need to understand that God deals with us based on Amen. The, 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 the willingness of, of our hearts to journey with him. We will only journey as far as we are willing to allow God to process us. We will only journey to the degree to as far as we allow God to process us. God would do certain things in our life because we, we hunger for those things. We yearn for it. Amen. He will bring tests into our life. Alright. You do things that requires you to, to ask for forgiveness and you refuse to forgive and God says you will remain in that level because pride is still the one defining your life. Arrogance is still the one determining your motivation. So you cannot come to the next reality because in the next reality, the kind of spirit you're going to be dealing with they, they have no mercy they will finish you they will fry you <laughs> you see what i'm talking about you see the, 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 what i'm talking about is not some things that i just woke up i mean for those who know me they know i've been all my life i've been praying i was born into prayer and not just praying no i've got an understanding and i'm not saying that i'm there yet but i'm journeying with god but i have a, at least where i am right now i can teach the nations regarding engaging in the, in, in the place of prayer regarding dealing with amen, the powers and the forces of darkness in high places. Deal, I mean, we've been dealing with, you know, high places for, for, for you know, for, for, for a while now. But my, 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 my prayer and my desire in this, in, this, in this new day, in this new season, is that we will not allow the things that we thought we have learned or the things we thought we've gathered in the past to corrupt that which God is doing because I tell you there were things that I knew that I, I ran with in the past that God told me now this one is become obsolete this one yes you, 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 you knew it but you knew it on a 30 fold level you knew it on the 60 fold level but you've got to now allow me to teach you and bring you to a new order and bring you higher all right to that which you see because revelation is progressive 
what you thought you knew yesterday, hallelujah, by the time you allow the Holy Spirit, amen, to breathe on you afresh and take you back to that same word, it expands and it's like, wow, I never saw that yesterday. Yes, because yesterday, amen, was only good for that to which you needed yesterday. It's a new day. And in the new day, you have to come again like a child. Not, like, not, not that you're a child, but you've got to come with that attitude. The attitude to be quick to, to ask for forgiveness. The attitude to be quick to repent. The attitude to be quick, amen, to, to approach, amen, in humility. The, the attitude, amen, to, to give and to offer without holding back and without trying to control and manipulate. The attitude, amen, to, to, you know, to, to allow your life to become a conduit. You see, prayer is an attitude. And it's that attitude that heaven sees. Once that attitude, amen, that is in alignment with the, with the divine concept of truth and redemption, amen, is well seated in your heart. Ah, then they begin to commit. Then they begin to show you. Then they begin to, re- you know, I was trying to explain to you about, you know, those servants that were giving, you know, talents. The Bible says when the master came back and saw what they've done with, you know, the talent he gave to them, what did he do? He then now begin to commit into, into their hands, what? Cities. Cities. To govern. So he who is, he who is faithful in little, hallelujah, much, the Bible says, much shall be given. If you're faithful in little, much shall be given to you. Guess what? We're entering into a day where cities will be given to us. And that is the position of what I call, amen, an ascended governmental position, amen, of engagement. Where it's not about who is in, in, in the parliament. It's not just about who is in the presidency, but about, amen, the people that God has positioned and given the keys of the city. Can I give you a word? I am one of the people in this nation that, got, that, that has the key of this city. I've got the key of this nation. South Africa is in my hand. Why? Because I came by a prophetic apostolic ministry. I was sent here. When they send you to a place, they give you the authority to govern and to speak over the realm, over the sphere, over the atmosphere, over that which defines and determines the spiritual operations of the land. You don't have to believe it. That doesn't matter. But that's not going to happen. You see, I was faithful before they called me, before they positioned me. We're not going to talk about, we come into the place, amen, of, of engaging the kingdom. Engaging kingdoms in the authority of the kingdom of God that is seated in us. Then our prayer life, amen, must be prepped, must be advanced to that position where we have what is called an intercessory spirit. You cannot become a man. You cannot say you're an intercessor if you don't have an intercessory spirit. So that we're going to be looking at the characteristics, amen, of an intercessory spirit. What, 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 what are we talking about? What, what, what constitutes, amen, the, 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 the spirit, amen, of an intercessor? <clears throat> you see, an intercessor is one who's, who is positioned in that divine, you know, advanced governmental uh, 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 position. Where you can engage with, with spiritual things that defines and determine, amen. Not just, you know, uh, the spiritual prophetic activity within a nation, but even over, over regions, over nations. 
So, so I, I will really want us to understand that when we look at Matthew chapter, you know, chapter 16, that introduction begins to point us to something very crucial, very important. All right. The Bible says, as he, as he approached the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciple, who do people say the son of man is? All right. We begin to pray through the revelation of Christ. Ah, but it doesn't stop there. It doesn't stop there. The revelation of Christ, amen, that, that can give precise, accurate answer, amen, to the wrong interpretation and to the misinterpretation, amen, of the people within a region. In other words, if you are an apostle, I see Apostle Godfrey just joined right now. If you're an apostle and you've been positioned in, in a city, all right, you'll be, you're an apostle in the city. One of the things that God, amen, expect of you is that you have the insight, the ability, amen, to define the spiritual temperature, all right, of that region. One, secondly, it gives that, that concept of the apostolic gives you the ability to define amen, and regulate the spiritual structure, the spiritual structure of that community, of that society. That's number two. Number three, it, it, it allows you to be able to see that apostolic grace that is positioned upon you, allows you to see what God desires or God wants to bring forth. Amen. Because you see, God comes into nations, into cities. Amen. In seasonal, seasonal. So when God is coming to a city, he comes through the gate. Now the gate is not the man in the presidency. The gate is not Ramaphosa. The gate is not EFF. The gate is a man. The Bible says, amen. God sought for a man. Not what I've said. I'm not saying those people are irrelevant. No, they've got their place to play. But guess what? <laughs> even, even the king in his day knew that for him to be able to rule, there is a father he must go look for. My father, my father, and the chariot of Israel. That there is a man that God places in the city, amen, that has the prophetic governmental sight. To define and determine the seasons of God. Such that when God says the season has changed. He goes into the spirit and begin to wrestle. And begin to pray. And begin to amen, shift things in the spirit. Whereby amen, the cloud that, you know, that defines a changing season. Begin to pour forth the rain of a new day. Is it sometimes, like I said, was it yesterday or two days ago? No, yesterday I wasn't here, so that has to be two or three days ago. That, you know, sometimes when we look at the atmosphere and it, it, everything looks bleak, you see the thick dark cloud and you're afraid and you're shaking and you're fidgeting. My good God, that is a prayer of Isaiah. That's a prayer of somebody because it's through that, that you know, thick dark cloud, amen, that the rain of God, the rain of change, hallelujah, the water of God, the latter rain is poured forth. There cannot be a pouring forth of a rain in the city, in a society without the forming of a cloud. That's why the man of God sent his servant, go check if the clouds are forming. When the clouds are forming, don't get afraid. Don't go running around. <laughs> <laughs> when, when God is forming the cloud over your city and it's all looking dark and come on, that is a time to rejoice because something is about to be shifted in the spiritual realm. All right. The Bible says, when Jesus came into the, into the, into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked the question, who do people say that I am? Because from the concept of, 
of how people view him, amen, then defines the kind of engagement, the way he engages the, the city, the way he engages the society. If you don't understand that, then your prayer will be hijacked. Amen. By a false order. And that is what is happening. That a lot of people, when they say they are praying, now remember now I'm dealing with the ministry of intercession via a governmental engagement. We call it kingdom. You see, when we say kingdom, then we're dealing with government. We're dealing with amen. Our realms. We're dealing with atmosphere. We're dealing with principality. We're dealing with things that are in the spiritual realm that defines how people believe, how they behave, amen, that shapes characters and attitude. You look at certain, you know, society, just look at certain community, look at certain people, all right? They all behave the same way. They all think the same way. They talk the same way because there's a spirit that defines and determines, amen, how they, they live their life. Their attitude is shaped, amen, by the force that is in the atmosphere. All right, they don't know why they do what they do, amen. But that thing is defined and shaped, amen, by a bigger force, by a bigger spirit in the atmosphere. So, 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 if you're saying that you're a person who 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 has given his or heart to the Lord and you're engaging God in the place of prayer and you have come to a day of maturity in terms of intercession, then you are able to penetrate. You are able to go beyond the realm where, amen, the powers of darkness operate. The Bible says we are seated with Christ. Listen to this. The powers of darkness, the spirit of darkness, the spirit of the age, amen, the forces of darkness, the prince of the air, amen, live in the spiritual realm. Now, the spiritual realm is not down here. The spiritual realm is up there because you can only influence people when you are above. You cannot influence change from, you know, from beneath. You've got to, if you really, people say, well, when you are in, when you are in with them, when you are among them, you can change them. Well, to some extent, that may be true. But if you really want to see a major change, a major impact, then take a higher ground. Take a higher position. So, so the devil knows where the Bible says, listen to this. The Bible says, when the enemy came to Jesus, he took him where? He took him to a high mountain <laughs> and he showed him all the glories of the kingdom. He showed him. He said, if you will bow to me, bow to me means he's, he's lifted. He's, 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 you know, he's, he's lifted. He's standing tall. He said, if you will bow, if you will bend down. If you will find yourself in the valley, he said, I will give you the glory of this kingdom because they've been given to me. Are you picking something here? You see, that's why you've got to understand the things that I've been talking about in terms of a prayer person, a prayerful person. If you don't understand that, if that has not been laid in your heart, then what we're dealing with right now in terms of, you know, engaging, you know, the spirit of intercession and, and bringing forth, praying into the kingdom age, then it's going to be a bit complicated or difficult for us to understand because, you know, as a prophet that has been given the capacity to bring precise understanding, you see, because one of the ministry of the prophet is when we say the, the prophetic ministry, a, a prophet should be able to teach. Why? Because the prophetic ministry, amen, is a spirit of wisdom. Is a spirit of understanding. Is a spirit of revelation. Revelation is unveiling that which is concealed. Is, is bringing out that which is hidden, hallelujah, is, is making plain that which was a bit complex. So, so if, 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 if I'm a true prophet, then I should be able to bring people to a position where they have insight and understanding, but not just to have it, but to also know how to what, apply it. And that's why sometimes people are confused. Is he a teacher? Or is he, I, no, I'm a prophet. I'm a prophet who has been sander with a high, you know, uh, advanced concept of 
teaching the nations. He said, go make disciples of nations. We can do that through a strong prophetic governmental amen, authority. So if we begin to understand the powers of darkness, they're in the heavenly realms and they influence what we do down here. All right. It is that spirit that says, don't, don't, don't respect that person. Disbelieve that person. Reject that person. Uh, divorce. Why, why do you think there's so much of these issues that are, you know, in our society, our community? You just see, can everybody just be going the same direction? <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's just no because there's a spirit, there's an influence. The, the, listen, listen to this. Listen to this. The purpose, the purpose of spirituality is to have the advanced edge of influence. When somebody has influence over you, is because that person's spirit, amen, is stronger than your spirit, or that person has, amen, uh, you know, uh, 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 an authority, all right, than you. Two ways. Two ways you can you can you can you can you can influence people is either amen you have a stronger spirit than them or you are you are positioned in an office amen that is higher than them you can have you know people I mean people you can you, you can have friends that you're of the same class but guess what because that person has a stronger spirit so that person seems to be the one telling you what to do all right and that can be both positive and negative all right there are people who have very strong negative spirit when they're around is all their voice you hear is is their opinion their stance if you challenge that then everything goes crazy everything goes go wrong that's a negative spirit all right and that is a spiritual thing that is a spirit of witchcraft all right manipulating people all right but you can also have a spiritual you know a a a a, a advanced governmental spirit obviously that is sourced from christ and you always see that when that person speaks through humility there is a force there is a there's a gravitar all right to the voice of that person that everybody listen because that person is not manipulating but he's speaking from a higher level of christ in him christ in us i measures all right if, if the if the authority of christ in me can bring me to a place where i can exercise amen is 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 desire in the earth when you talk about his design the earth and that includes people it means that you can you can you can actually force people to do certain things that bring glory and honor to god and that's why god has given us leadership amen they they they, they, they use their spiritual authority amen to make to make change to enforce things in in, in you know in, in community in society in cities in nations if we understand that all right we, we don't challenge them we surrender we submit to that <laughs> god said to joshua the people have dwelt too long on this mountain all right you tell them to get up all right move to the next level i want you to prepare them three days by the third day they must move when they see the ark of god being carried on the shoulder of the priest they must follow that's not a suggestion they must follow that is leadership and if, if we understand that guess what we surrender we submit ourselves because we trust you see we cannot trust a spirit we, we, excuse me, we cannot follow a spirit that we do not trust. That's why trust is important. When we, when we talk about what God is doing in this new day, we say God is bringing us into a new day. But before I lose my thought on what I'm talking about, there's a power, there's a force, there's a principality in the heavenly realm. But guess what the Bible says? You and I are seated with Christ. Where is Christ seated? In the heavenly realms. He says heaven. Yes, it's heaven. Where's heaven? Heaven is higher than amen. the realm of principalities and power. So if you understand that even in the things of spirit, in the, in the things of the spirit, there are, there are rankings, there are, there are hierarchies, there are you know, dimensions and, and layers of, of administrations and responsibility. Even in the ministry gifts. 
It's important we understand this. You see, why am I talking about this? Because we are coming into a day of developing an intercessory spirit. You see, if we're dealing with intercessory spirit, then we begin to deal with the higher dimension, amen, of spiritual engagement. An intercessor is not one that just opens her mouth or opens his mouth, amen, and just starts saying things. You just start saying things because you feel, oh, the Spirit of God is moving me. I mean, sometimes, when, like I said, was it two days ago, when I hear some of the people who say, oh, we are, we are at the forefront of intercession, you look at their life and you see something totally, you know, contradicting the values and the principles of God, all right? We, we, we've got to bring this thing into clear prophetic alignment where there is order. God is restoring order back to the church and that's why I will still go back to our watch scripture, amen, for this uh, program is, you find it in Isaiah chapter 50, you know, verse 40 and, uh, excuse me, verse 4 and, and, and 5, amen. The sovereign Lord has given me an instructed tongue. God is instructing us in this new day. It is from that position that the Bible says he, he has given me the ability to know how to speak to the weary. There are all kinds of weary situations in our society. And we want to be able to intercede. We want to be able to intervene. But we cannot do that if we, are, if we have not been prepped, if we have not been tutored, if we have not been developed, if we have not been schooled, hallelujah, in the school of the Spirit, if we have not allowed ourselves, amen, to go through, amen, the tutorship, amen, of the school of prayer. God is teaching his church once again how to pray, not how we pray in the former order, not how we pray seeking. You know, we use prayer to get our thing. Pray and fast. I get a car. I get a house. I build a ministry for myself. You know, we use prayer. No, this day we can't use the things of God. God must use us. God wants to use us, not us using Him, not us using His gift, not us using the things He's given to us to help build, to help advance, Amen. The nations and His kingdom. No, this time around we have we are coming to the place of surrender and submitting, and that's why we're saying that if you wanna if you wanna journey to God in this new day, according to you know, uh, uh, Leviticus chapter 6, it says you bring the burnt offering, amen, you lay it on the altar, and it must be burnt, the fire must not go off till morning, every aspect of your life must be consumed on the altar of God, it's from there that you become, hallelujah, a, a, a living sacrifice, you become indeed, you know, a, a, a sweet-smelling savour, your life become a smoke, your life become a smoke rising up to God, <clears throat> That is the that is the quality. <clears throat> that is the quality of the kind of people God is looking for in this last day. Not where flesh stands. No, no, no. Every aspect of the flesh has been burnt. You don't bury the thing. Hallelujah. You 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 burn it. The guy went to bury his grace, bury his talent. He said, no, this man likes to reap where he has no soul. So he went to bury. No wonder in the day where nations are given, amen, to the rest. Well done, that good and faithful servant. That was the commendation. Well done, that good. I give you three cities, five cities. This other guy, the Bible says, they, they, they cast him into outer darkness. Why? Because he, he disbelieved. Amen. He missed the day amen, of, of, of his call and engagement. He was judging amen, his life. He was judging his position. He was judge, judging the gift given to him based on the rest. 
This is what is happening today in the church. And that's why our prayer is soulish. Our prayer is carnal. Alright, we pray but our prayer is motivated, amen, by pride and jealousy and anger and, and, and you know, all this fighting here and there. This guy was jealous of his brother. He said, now why would you give that one three, you know, three talents? Why did you give me one? Listen to this. God gives to us based on the measure of our faith, based on our capacity. And if you're faithful in that little that has been given to you and you're committed, guess what? They will increase you. They will promote you. They will bring you to a place where you begin to amen, rule over cities and nations. And that is not to control them, but to administrate, hallelujah, the government of God over city and nation. When God talks about city and nation, he's talking about people. He's talking about people. Within people, amen, there are, there are systems right, that has been put in place. Just like you have political system, there are also spiritual systems. Come on. I'm not going to... I think I should begin to round up this morning so that I don't really uh, overflog this concept. But like I said this morning, I'm basically just laying a foundation for us. Okay? Now we need to begin to deal with... Because yesterday I was thinking about this and I said to the Lord... For, we cannot forever be waiting for people to mature, to, you know, in, in terms of dealing with, you know, these issues of, you know, spiritual government. We can't because, I mean, some of the people that we're dealing with, all right, they, they, it's like they just want to stay in the same place. They don't want to grow. They don't want to mature. They don't want to come to a point where they are responsible and accountable to the things of the spirit. And therefore, you cannot commit things into their hands because they are still babes. In a day where God is saying, I need men who are mature. I need men at the gate. We are still feeding people, amen, with milk and, you know, and crumbs of bread. We still break down the whole thing, all right, so that they, they you know, they don't choke. Now, we, we, we need to begin to, you know, uh, bring people to a position where, all right, because you, you look at what is happening in the world. I mean, the world is moving on a fast lane. I mean, look, I mean, in a few days now, there's going to be election. All kinds of things are happening. Come on. Are we, are we interacting in the spirit? Are we dealing with things? Are we, are we engaging with things, amen, that will align the nation, all right, to the divine prophetic counsel of God? Or are we just throwing caution into there and we're just waiting, amen, for election day and they will go cast our votes <laughs> i hope you understand that the vote is not what will align amen the will of god into the land amen it is the vote for christ it is the vote for the kingdom of god and i'm not saying we shouldn't vote that's not what i'm saying but i'm saying we've got to be able to see beyond amen the natural activity amen as much as i love to pray and i pray for the president i pray for the government i pray for all the polit- you know political parties but guess what i'm not naive they don't have what it what it takes. They're not the redeemer. All right. Whatever they're gonna do will be because amen, there is an influence somewhere. There is an influence somewhere. There is a puppeteer somewhere, amen, that is determining. Don't you understand that the value system, the policy that defines a nation, amen, are steered by these two order of government that I talk about. Is that is either the kingdom of God or the kingdom of darkness? We don't want a nation, hallelujah, that its policy is geared towards humanism, that its policy promotes satanism. Come on, we want a nation, amen, where its policy defines the order of God, listen to this. I'm not saying that amen, Christ becomes everything that you know. Uh, 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 suddenly, you know the you know the, the 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 government becomes you know defined by Christ. No, that is not going to happen. If if that's your belief. <laughs> about you know about nation that that's how God takes nation I told you a few days ago that God doesn't take nation all right by ballot <laughs> God doesn't rule a nation by ballot he may use amen the ballot system 
Because you see, at the end of the day, it's about people. When you talk about people, you talk about hearts. When you talk about heart, they've got spirit. They've got ideologies. They've got philosophy. All right? They, listen to this. Every ideology that defines a nation, amen, are designed, are cooked up, are put together by individuals who believe in a particular system of thinking. Capitalism is a system of thinking. Communism is a system of thinking. Socialism is a system of thinking. You can trace all this system today to an individual, to a person. Malcolm X, all these men, you can trace what their belief system. So, so what are we talking about? We're dealing with a spirit. If, you can, if, you can, if I can capture the spirit amen, of, of Ramaphosa in the place of prayer. Even if he's not a believer, even if he doesn't serve God, amen. Bible says God can turn his heart. God can use my heart. Remember the scripture we, we used back then, all right? The Bible says in, in this city there was this wicked judge. He's a wicked judge. He fear no man. He fear no God. He doesn't think about what he, 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 he disregards the opinion of man. The Bible says in that wicked you know, man, in that same city, there was this widow. I mean, a widow. She has nobody to defend her. There's no husband to defend her. The Bible never says she has somebody to go plead her case. No. The Bible says this woman went. <laughs> I love the boldness of this woman. The Bible says the woman went to this wicked judge. He said, avenge me of my adversary. Somebody took what is mine. It doesn't belong to him. I don't have the power. But you have the power to make this to make this change. <laughs> she, Bible says she kept pestering the man. I can imagine the, 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 the number of armies this lady must have confronted, you know, just to get to the judge. And then somebody says, no, you can't see him. He's busy. Uh, no. And whenever the man is driving out, the woman screams, avenge me of, of my adversary. She made sure she got his attention. Are you picking the spirit that, that I'm speaking with? You, somebody, you know, somebody in, in, the, in, in, in Pretoria can pick the attention, hallelujah, of the church. Every time they pick the attention of the church, is either they're talking about Bushiri, <laughs> they're talking about the one who's claiming that he raised a dead person, or they're talking about, you know, somebody who, who claims that people must eat grass because God told him. You know, every time the church is on the radar of the government is always about negative things. No, that has to change. We've got to be able to, you know, you know, bring ourselves back to a point where when the when the leaders hear about church, they should be saying, Who are those people? They're saying things that make sense. They're doing things that make sense. Come on. Our prayer must become an effective tool that commands the attention of those in the powerhouse. You see, this is what I'm talking about. You see, this takes an understanding. This is not just, oh, hallelujah, shamda. Oh, we're going to pray. We're going to pray the kingdom of God come. We're going to pray all these wrong politicians. We pray out the ANC. If you pray out the ANC, who, 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 is, who are you going to put there? <laughs> who are you going to put there? Come on. That is soulish and uninformed concept of prayer. You can have the ANC there. You can of all I can, you can have EFF there. But if God grab hold the heart of Malema, he cannot do what he wants to do, but to do the bidding of the Lord. He wakes up one night and God begins to say, this is what I want. Remember, remember the concept of Mordecai. Mordecai, yes. In, 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 in the land of uh, Shusha, the Bible says that, you know, the king woke up one night. He couldn't sleep. 
Yes, God would take their sleep. He couldn't sleep. And he was checking through the archive. Then he saw the file of this guy called Mordecai about the things he has done. Even though in the previous you know, regime, they never rewarded him. They never rewarded Mordecai. This king said, my good God, who is this guy? They say his name is Mordecai. And he did all this thing. And they never rewarded him. They say, he said, go bring him tomorrow. I want to see him. His story changed. That is how we rule. God rules, hallelujah, amidst the affairs of men. God rules within the system of men. God rules among men. Listen, he is God. There is no politician that can change his position. There is no party that can remove him. There is no law, okay? If there is a law right now that wants to depose the values of the advancement of the faith, of the faith movement, of the body of Christ, then we need to rise against it. Then we need to pray. We need to raise our voice. We need to stand because, amen, we, we, we have a voice in the land. We've got a place in the land. Not because we trust, amen, in what, you know, uh, uh, the constitution say that everybody's got, you know, a, a right, a right to speak, a right to, no, no, that, we, we don't, if, if, if a constitution gives you a right, somebody can change the constitution tomorrow. Our constitution should be from the word of God while we believe and we uphold the constitution of the land. Amen. But the moment the constitution of the land begins to stand against our faith, listen to this. I want, I want you to listen to my statement because we're dealing with intercession here. It means that we've got to have apostolic sight. We've got to have prophetic insight. Listen to this. The, the, the state has the authority to regulate the church. Because the church, listen to this, because the church, amen, is influenced, in fact, because the church operates under the states. You've got to understand, the church is an organization. The moment you, re- you, you register, and I don't know why I'm talking about this now, the moment you register your church under the state, you have given the state the power to define and to regulate what goes on within the church. But guess what? The church, excuse me, the state do not have the power to regulate your faith. Your faith is a product of your relationship with God. That they cannot do. But the moment you say you are a member of a church that is organized and you know, and 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 you you you're dealing with people. People are coming to the church, and they're paying offering, they're giving tight, and they're doing this, then they're doing that. All right, you are bound by the law, okay? So that, and the reason for that is so that somebody tomorrow will not hijack the the idea of church like we're seeing today, and bring destruction to the state. I mean, you can you can you can you can plant terrorism. Amen. In a state through a church, just like we've seen in some country, they plant terrorism through, you know, through the mosque. So to, to, to the state, the mosque and the church and the temple are the same. We've got to have an understanding. And that's why we need to pray. We need to pray and allow God, amen, to guide and direct us. Now, guess what? This issue that we're dealing with that is, that is, that is, that is affecting the church in terms of, you know, the state and, and, and the church was done under our watch where was the church when the bushiris were rising up and they're doing all this funny thing where was the church when all these funny pastors and funny churches amen were springing up and doing things 
outside the biblical principle where were the church why didn't the church rise up themselves and say hey guys no you're not representing us why didn't they you know form a coalition to challenge that order now we say we leave them that's the problem why do we leave them because we ourselves we do not have a solid understanding of doctrinal truth you see i've challenged a lot of I mean, a lot of people i mean Apostle Godfrey knows that when it comes to the issues of doctrine, I like to challenge people because the moment you bring a wrong doctrine into the house of God, that thing spread like, like a cancer and it begins to eat, eat the heart and the life of the people. And the very structure that defines the system of the apostolic house of God becomes collapsed. In fact, gets, gets destroyed. And once that happens, guess what? It's going to flow into the state. It's going to flow into the state. And the state must do everything to do what? To protect the interest of their security. They, I mean, that's, that's what the state is known for. They, they must make sure that, amen, the security in the land. And anything that is going to threaten the security of the people threatens the security of the state. So this is very technical, but it's not, te- it's not as technical as a lot of oh, people are gathering and saying, no, we want to stand against what the government, no, 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 you're not approaching it the right way. We've got to understand what is happening. If, if, I'm, if, if I'm a politician, I would do the same. I say, okay, these people, if they cannot put their house in order, we regulate them. We regulate them. That's, that's just normal human thinking. Now everybody wants to stand against, the, no, don't stand against the, the state. It's not a problem. It's the, the problem is not the state. It is us. We goofed. We made a mistake. We, 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 we were quiet when we're supposed to be talking. When we're supposed to gather. Now everybody's trying to gather themselves. Now you see church, everybody, they're gathering, they're gathering. You can't gather against the state. You're going to fail. If you do that, they're going to bring some laws that will shut you down. There's nothing you can do about it. But now we know what to do. We need to begin to engage the things of the spirit through an advanced apostolic you know people calling themselves apostles they don't even have an understanding of how to deal with things like this you can't gang up on the state you'll be shut down you have to gang up on those people who have shamed the name of god who have shamed the name of the church who have who have risen amen false altars in the land in the name of money in the name of mammo those are the things those are the people we need to challenge not rising against you know the woman who 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 was positioned to guard to guard and to protect just like you and i are leaders who guard and protect you want to protect your church she's there amen the, the state is a church she's there to protect the state Hallelujah. Obviously, if we don't do it right, the devil will hijack that. So, so these are principles that I'm, I'm believing that we will look at because we need to begin to deal with issues of government. We need to begin to deal with the ministry of intercession. So we're going to be looking at who is an interse- inter- intercessor? What is the spirit of intercession? How do we begin to approach this you know, age of the kingdom? What do we mean when we say the kingdom of God hallelujah is coming? And what are we talking about? What we say, amen, we're entering the age of the kingdom. What do I mean when I say amen, the church age is rolling up, hallelujah. Okay, the church age is rolling up because as Jesus continued to build his church, there is there is a there's an end game to the building of the church, and is for the church to come what to come into the realities of the kingdom. Then when we come into the realities of the kingdom, we begin to operate our life, we begin to operate our ministry, our call from the context of the kingdom of God. I'm gonna stop here. 
Thank you so much, everyone, this morning for joining me. For joining me, uh, um, Apostle Andre. Thank you, to, you know, for for joining me this morning, uh, Apostle Godfrey. Thank you, everyone. All right, brother, brother Derek. Thank you for joining, uh, brother Ricardo. Thank you so much for joining. Uh, uh, Sister Leanne, thank you. Brother Desmond, thank you. And the rest, everyone that joined this morning, I appreciate you. Uh, and may God continue to bless and increase you. May continue to lead you. May continue to grant you grace and insight, wisdom and understanding. That in wisdom you will advance in this new day and you will step into that order where your life begins to reflect, amen, the dimension and the reality of what is called life in the kingdom. This is how we pray. Lord, teach us how to pray. You pray this way, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is done in heaven. God bless you. Have yourself a wonderful day. Bye-bye.